0: Remember the heat from last summer? Remember how the sun can damage your flooring, furniture, and window coverings? Energy efficiency meets style and comfort when you get SunTech Solar Screening for your windows or sliding doors. You get more comfort and you save money with SunTech. Call for a free estimate, 352 9396. Get SunTech Solar Screening, 352 9396. Or go online, suntechsolarscreens.com. Call SunTech Solar Screening.
1: Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla.
2: Today, I am so excited because we're approaching the first day of summer. And when we get to the first day of summer by then, our honeybees are already pretty well established as long as we're having a good season. As many of you know, in the Real estate world. I'm a beekeeper, and uh, in a way, it's kind of like you know, um, multifamily housing. In a way, in a way, it's there's so many bees, but yet it's such a small confine. We love beekeeping, and we love talking about beekeeping on Nevada Real Estate Radio. It's one of the great things you can do when you're a homeowner, and you don't need a real big home, to uh, and property to be a beekeeper. But you know, you want to make sure that you're fully prepared. And one of the Of course, the way that I got prepared was by attending the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It was way back in 2016 when I attended my first conference, and after one more conference, I launched with my bees. Today, we're very fortunate. We have the president of the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Debbie Gilmore, with us on the line to talk about the 2022 Bee Conference. Debbie, how are you doing today?
3: I am well. Thanks, Peter.
2: You know, I always find that beekeepers are in good moods most of the time, Debbie. Why is that?
3: <laughs> well, because they're doing such wonderful things when they're outside enjoying the weather and watching their bees, they're just happy people.
2: You know, you really see a lot of happiness when you're watching the bees. Um, they literally work themselves to death because they absolutely love the work that they do. And somehow, Debbie, I kind of feel like those bees know they're doing a lot of good things for mankind. I always think back to that conference that we had back in 2020 when I met Dr. Ronald Fezzenden, author of the Little yes. Honey book titled Honey for Your Health, Everything You Need to Know. Debbie, that book is like gold.
3: It is, and I share it with everybody that um, wants to know more about the benefits of honey. But Dr. Fezzenden is amazing, and I think his talk that year you know changed people's health so much that um, they're still talking about it.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, I want to just read a little bit out of this book, if I may, Debbie. The Antimicrobial Benefits of Honey by Dr. Ron Fezzin. The use of honey as a topical treatment for wounds, burns, infections has been documented in recording history dating back to before 2000 B.C. found in Egyptian writings. 21st century science has confirmed that the ancients believed that men throughout the centuries have known experientially and intuitively, honey is therapeutic. When honey is applied as a topical antibiotic, honey's healing properties cover a wide range of infective agents. Researchers from New Zealand to Australia have led the way in the study of honey and its antibiotic potential for decades. Perhaps, best of all, the use of honey in this manner comes without side effects. Debbie, it's a great book. There's so many things to read there. But I was fascinated when I heard that honey, in the right situation, creates its own hydrogen peroxide. That's why you can put it on wounds and things of that type.
3: That is correct. And, you know, hydrogen peroxide that you buy at the store, you put it on, it fizzes, and then the property is gone. Mm -hmm. Honey has a long-term effect, um, same as hydrogen peroxide, but it is extended out. So it's a better anti-microbial or microbial effect than even the hydrogen
2: peroxide. It's amazing, Debbie, because that is all coming, theoretically, from honey that you could be bringing out of your own backyard like I do, like my wife Sherry and I do, out of our own backyard. The honey world is, is fascinating. Dr. Fessenden talked about being able to sleep better sometimes if you take a little honey before bed. I was totally Totally surprised to hear that because I've always heard you shouldn't eat before you go to bed, you know, and your stomach is going to be so busy. But he says no. In fact, there's a chapter in the Little Honey book by Dr. Ron Fezzenden called Honey and Dreams. The most common and interesting anecdotes reported by those who consume a tablespoon of honey or two before bedtime relate to dreams and the recall of dreams. Dr. Fezzenden says that in his studies, dreams are more vivid Intense and colorful. When you take a little bit of honey before bed, (laughs) isn't that funny? He says that the reports. He says the reports that he's gotten back have become so frequent that conclusive opinions are well merited. He said dreams are known to occur during the rapid eye movement portion of sleep, and the ingestion of honey before bedtime provides sufficient fuel for the brain so that REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, occurs in its normal cycles, uninterrupted by metabolic stress. Isn't that amazing, Debbie, that if you want to have a little more excitement in your life, hey, have a little honey before (laughs) bed.
3: (laughs) So many people have started to take honey now at nighttime, and um, people have seen a huge difference. So that's pretty cool. One really nice thing about Dr. Fesenden is he has done so much research research around the world with benefits of honey and he's not a beekeeper. So, you know, sometimes you hear beekeepers talk about all of this and you think that they kinda of have a vested interest, but he is not a beekeeper. He he studies it because he knows the benefits of it.
2: That's what I like too, Debbie. You're right. As a beekeeper many of us well, you know, we become so fascinated by the world of beekeeping, just like many hobbies, that you know you think yours is the best, or yours is the hottest, or yours is the finest. But when you have somebody who's not a beekeeper talking about the products that you make, that all beekeepers get to enjoy the honey and its benefits, it's just absolutely fantastic. And you know, I learned all of these things. I met Dr. Pheasanton. I bought his book. All those cool, cool things, Debbie. It was just at one of the conferences that I attended a couple of years ago, and I've been to five, and I'm going to go to my sixth, and the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference every year offers something new and beneficial to anybody that wants to become a beekeeper. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that are going to be happening at the next beekeepers conference. Oh, it's going to be February
3: 25 and 26 of 2022. And one of the speakers that we have coming in February is um, Jerry Hayes. He is the editor of the Bee Culture magazine.
2: Oh, yes. That's Um, like the the top magazine of the bee world.
3: He started his beekeeping experience down in Las Vegas even.
2: Really?
3: He has had quite a, a lengthy history with beekeeping and the beekeeping world. He's pretty well respected in the beekeeping world. And... He's excited to come, and we are excited to
2: have him come. Yeah, I think sometimes the only thing better than a beekeeping expert is somebody that knows a lot of beekeeping experts, <laughs> and that's going to be <laughs> your speaker. He's—I mean, all the top beekeepers—they all connect in one way, shape, or form, and when you have access to that kind of knowledge, uh, it really is helpful because a lot of times, Debbie, I found as I talk to other beekeepers, as I attend. The Nevada State Beekeepers Conference and the Mason Valley Beekeepers Group in Yerington, Nevada. Everybody has a little different thing going in their apiary. Things are a little bit different everywhere, and they're all we're all kind of tackling little different hurdles, getting different successes. It's really amazing how different one apiary can be from another.
3: That's true, and the techniques that people and um acquire as they're doing their bees and you know andy and i we learn from other beekeepers all of the time they come up with these new techniques that work so well that we had not even thought about um so it's really good to get a bunch of beekeepers together and talk about what they're doing and learn from each other because there's so many things that you can do
2: Debbie, when people talk about beekeeping and the importance of beekeeping, a lot of the people I talk to are backyard hobbyists like myself. We're relatively new. We're all excited about this new thing, and, and we're hoping it's going to be great for our future and something we can maybe pass on to other generations. When we come back from this break, I would like to talk, have you talk to our listeners about how you got into the world of beekeeping and the benefits from the generations ahead of us. Can you hang on for a minute?
0: Yes,
3: I can. All right.
2: We'll be back on Nevada Real Estate Radio with more after this
0: one two three four five save the date for the four kids foundation's fifth annual golf tournament friday may 21st at red hawk golf and resort four kids foundation helps disadvantaged local kids in so many ways new coats for those that can't afford to buy their own eyeglasses to help students learn better weighted blankets for kids with autism dance lessons to help build confidence or equine assisted therapy to help kids recover from physical or emotional abuse Help support the kids by supporting 4Kids Foundation's 5th Annual Golf Tournament. You can sponsor, participate, and support in this outstanding event. The 4Kids Foundation 5th Annual Golf Tournament, Friday, May 21st at Red Hawk Golf and Resort. Get all the details and register at 4kidsfoundation.org or call us 775-741-5231. Save the date for the 4Kids Foundation's 5th Annual Golf Tournament, Friday, May 21st, at Red Hawk Golf & Resort in Sparks.
1: Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the
2: Sherry Hill Radio Show. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. You know, when you look at what's happening in some of the smaller cities, the bigger cities across the country, there's a lot of action happening, and like I've mentioned before, Real estate's always moving. It's like the ocean goes up, goes down. The market goes up, the market goes down. Real estate goes up, goes down, goes sideways. Sometimes it goes down and down and down. I've been there. But lately, it's going in the right direction. A lot of positive things to think about and talk about when you talk about real estate. Home price growth has accelerated to a new 15-year high as of last February. When you look at the home buying demand across the country, And the number of homes for sale are at a near record low. You know, and I keep hearing this thing about a housing shortage and, oh, there aren't enough houses. And, oh, my gosh, where did all these houses go to? seemed like a long time ago there were plenty of houses in America. Now, where have all the houses gone? The population of America hasn't grown all that tremendously, yet it seems like the population of houses is way down. There are missing houses In this world, ladies and gentlemen, maybe they just picked up and left the country. Where did these houses go, and how did they get there? I know, it's kind of funny. We know the houses didn't go anywhere. We know there's not really a housing shortage. It's that there's a seller shortage. People just don't want to sell their homes. There's a seller shortage. Plenty of houses, plenty of houses. The problem is the people that have houses don't want to sell them. They love their houses, and they're not quite sure if they what they would do if they sold their house. Oh, yeah, there might be a lot of equity in the house, but if you don't have a house, where are you going to live? Which means you have to have a house, even if you make a lot of money on selling a house. So you have to think about that next move. And for a lot of people, that's a little more complicated than we need to have in our lives right now. I mean, we're too busy hiding from a virus, We're too busy putting on our masks. We're too busy learning how to use the Internet because we never had to use it before for the necessities of life. We're too busy stockpiling commodities for the next big shutdown that the governor's going to impose on our great state. So we're busy, busy, busy people. Too busy, I think, to sell our homes. So we better just stay put. I think that's what a lot of people are thinking. In order to th- make things move in this country, the money has to move. The money of America has to move. It has to exchange hands. This how time on the business Hill works. Show, I have Tova you know, without Roseman, an exchange of funds for goods and services, garden. there's going to be no economic activity. There would be no taxation going to the governmental agencies that provide us be with the basics caretaker of, your of own infrastructure for America. Nothing happens until money changes hands. So, I'm not not at all suggesting that we not have any real estate transactions. No, no. In fact, I'm encouraging people to sell their homes while the market is high, because I have been around a while on this planet, and I have seen three major economic downturns caused by and resulted of real estate. So, I'm pretty sure I'm going to see a fourth one sometime in my life. Maybe a fifth for all I know. Hope not. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to see a fourth. And when you've been through one of those economic downturns or real estate downturns, you're just a little bit more prepared than the average bear. Because when you're in an economic downturn and your home loses tremendous value, you start to think differently. You start to thinking about selling your home, getting out of it so that you don't lose anymore. You start to hate in real estate because it's been lately a losing proposition. I heard it all, ladies and gents, after the last economic downturn. When we passed January of 2012, many people gave up on home buying forever. They are what I call professional renters. Oh, they sleep better at night now. They know that the money that they do save is not going to be tied up in real estate and they'll never have to worry about that big economic downturn. By golly, they've got that money safe in a savings account, or maybe in a piggy bank, or a mattress. But by golly, they're not going to lose that money ever again like they lost in the economic downturn, the real estate downturn of two thousand eight, nine, ten, and eleven, and into twelve. I feel really bad for those people because I know what they feel like. I had my big first economic downturn in real estate in 1986. Prices were tumbling where I was. Home values were less than what people paid for the homes. It really put a bad taste in my mouth about real estate for many, many years. I don't want that to happen to anybody that I work with, assist, guide, chat with, talk to on the radio. No, no, no. You don't want to go through what I went. It was a bad deal. Changed my life forever. And not in a good way, ladies and gents. It cost me a lot of time, money, and heartache. I don't want that to happen in your case. I want you to understand that there's real value in real estate, but only if the time is right. And I'm not talking about the cycle of the economic cycle. I'm talking about the time in your life. Buying real estate is a timing function, and it has to be right with your life. It doesn't matter where the prices are, really. It doesn't really matter even what the interest rates are. And it has more to do with where you are in your life. If you're at that point where you need to decide how you're going to take care of your family because you're a young family leader, I suggest you think about real estate in that package. It has to be part of how you take care of your family. You'll be a lot more interested in talking about that to me now that you're married as opposed to six months ago when you were a single person going out, having a good time, thinking more about fun and adventure than about your future or a family, in fact. Well, things changed. It's time to grow up. It's time to think like an adult. Time to live like an adult. That means having a balance of work, laughter, and fun, and production. People want to see something come out of your efforts. Real estate is a great way to show people what you've been doing, that you've been working, that you've been thinking and planning for something good in your future. And I don't care if you're talking about a primary residence, investment property, second home, multifamily. When you are working in real estate, you're helping to improve somebody's life someplace. There's so many people involved when you have a real estate transaction in process. And when you work on your real estate and you improve your real estate and you help others with their real estate, there is so much good that comes out of the real estate world. Today, we're having a challenge making transactions because people don't want to sell their homes. But ladies and gents, I suggest this. America, it's a small country, especially with the Internet and travel the way it is. It's really not that far from one side of the country to the other. And anywhere in between, you can get there pretty fast, if you want to, and if you're motivated. You know, a great way to see the country is to buy investment real estate in parts of the country that you like. gives you a reason to go visit that real estate, business expense, business write-offs. You get the benefits of being a homeowner, an investment owner. You get the appreciation of equity, of assets. You get to travel, meet new people, enjoy new cultures. See which communities are welcoming, and then be welcoming yourself to everyone as you own real estate in more than just one state. You are not putting all of your eggs in one of 50 baskets. There's no reason why you can't invest in two, three, or four, or five states. Make it easy on yourself. Ask yourself, where do I travel to? Where do I want to travel to? What do I want to do in the future? Where do I want to go? Where do I have family? What do I like to see? Would it be more convenient to this, to that? Real estate could be just a ticket to get you moving in the right direction. Think about the areas that we've talked about that are the hottest markets in the country and then move them to the side. Look at some areas that are perhaps down in the number of people moving to those states. Maybe some of these states have a net of people moving out of those states. That's what I'm looking for. The path less beaten. The fork in the road that goes the other way. Because if you're buying at the high end, the chances are at some point it's going to go the other way to the low end. So, conversely, if you buy at the low end of the scale, the chances are pretty good it may well go to the higher end of the scale. You know, sometimes there's only one way to go up or down. And if you can find a market and you have enough knowledge about that market, Or that particular piece of real estate. Or there's another reason why that market is attractive to you, even though it's not attractive to many people across the country. If it's right for you, and it's not attractive to other people, you could have an incredible bargain on your hands. Think about investing in real estate in other states that you live in. Other states that you visit. Other states that you have family, other states that you love, other states that have a great financial incentive to purchase real estate. If you want to learn more, you really need to talk to one of my outstanding associates. Sherry Hill from Sage International deals with people from all across the country that are real estate investors that have properties in multiple states for different reasons, for different benefits, for different causes. You'd be amazed the reasons that people do this and the benefits that they can have when they incorporate their real estate holdings, especially when they're in different states. Give Sherry Hill a call and find out what she can do for you at Sage International 775 786 5515. Tell her Peter sent you. We have more on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this quick message from our sponsors. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio, enjoying my conversation today, like I do every week, with in-studio guests and guests via telephone, talking about real estate and real estate for investors. The smartest people I know always end up talking to one of my associates, too, Sherry Hill from Sage International. She's the wealth protection diva and helps people start their businesses, run their businesses, and even helps people talk about exit strategies. What are you going to do with your business when you're finally ready to let it go to the next generation? Talk to Sherry Hill. She's got the answers and can help you make the right decisions. Call 800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com and tell her Peter sent you with us via telephone talking about my favorite subject next to real estate, beekeeping. Debbie Gilmore is with us and Debbie is with the with the Mason Valley Beekeepers in Yerington, Nevada, she's also in charge of the, all the big operation at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Some of the people say that I look, I'm as busy as a beekeeper all the time, because I was going in all so many directions. The work never ends on an apiary. No one ever told me that when I went to the conference.
3: Oh, it, it doesn't end, Peter. We have been spending so much time on bees this spring. Um Pretty
2: enjoyable, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the good thing about beekeeping that I love, Debbie, is when you're a beekeeper, you're almost forced to uh, be a great uh, yard keeper, uh, groundskeeper. You know, bees got to eat something, and they love flowers, they love plants. And somehow, every one of us beekeepers, we end up talking about our plants too. That's why I like attending the annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Many times, you have people there that are specialists. In native plants, low water demand plants, plants that fight off pests, but mostly plants that the bees love.
3: Well, you know, the bees' favorite color is purple. So, of course, we have salvia, we have um, Rocky Mountain bee plants, we have about 600 lavender plants, Peter, Um, Mm. lavender plants are a really good source of, um, nectar makes a great, um, makes a great honey that's mild in flavor and Mm -hmm. it's light in color. It's almost like my perfect honey, but, Mm -hmm. um, so there's, there's many plants, um, Russian sage, bees like the Russian sage and that usually blooms later in the year, um, one of the things that homeowners want to think about or beekeepers is the late season plants. Um, you know, going into the fall, nectar and pollen tend to go away like the middle of September. So if you can extend that season out, it's better for the bees as well.
2: The bee plants are something we learn a lot about at the Nevada State beekeepers conference Uh, i just wanted to share that right now late may of 2021 even though my russian sage has not bloomed i'm getting great results and a lot of yellow stuff moving into my beehives from a big bush called scotch pine have you ever seen one of those bushes debbie oh
3: yeah yeah bright yellow flowers
2: and they bloom just about the right time it seems like and so, fortunately, my bees are hauling a lot of that into the beehive, and I, it's just amazing to see them. The bees actually look like they're more yellow now because they uh, they bathe in that stuff, it seems like, on the flowers.
3: The very first food source for the bees in the spring are dandelions,
2: mm.
3: and beekeepers learn that, you know, elaborate lawns with no dandelions are not necessarily the best thing for our, our honeybees, so... Oh, uh, you see more and more dandelions all the time in people's lawns, mostly in beekeeper
2: lawns. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's very true. Of course, <laughs> very true. I do find them more uh, desirable and more—you um, know—they're just—they're just part of the yard now instead of something you dig out, like you know, we were basically made to do when we were young because nobody thought dandelions were good. Heck, they're even good to eat. I'm finding out. I've had dandelions in a salad before, Debbie. They're not too bad. That's right. Yep, they're edible. I wanted to talk about another author that I met at a past bee conference. He's wrote a great book called Bee People and the Bugs They Love. The author is Frank Mortimer. Frank is from New Jersey. And Frank was a speaker at your bee conference a while back, Debbie. And I absolutely loved talking with this guy. We actually interviewed him on a follow-up radio show. And the reason I, I was so fascinated is because like Dr. Fezzenden had done as not a beekeeper, but he talked about the benefits of honey. In the case of Frank Mortimer, he's a beekeeper and he gets honey. But what he talks about in his book are the people of the beekeeping world. That's why it's called Bee People and the Bugs They Love. I like to tell non-beekeepers, Debbie, that beekeepers are incredibly attractive. <laughs> they are. They I, I are, mean, aren't, aren't I, I tell people, look how handsome I am. I'm not very handsome, <laughs> by the way. But when I tell people that, it's almost like, oh, a beekeeper. Ooh, and lady beekeepers. Oh my God, Gabby, they should put out a magazine of just the most attractive looking women beekeepers in their full bee suits. Wow. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm the woman with the bee suit on. She's a keeper, right? You know the it. Keep-
2: yes, yes. <laughs> See, it's it's all. It's so funny the way it, it's like nature really works in society too. Uh, I found that any woman who tolerates me as a beekeeper again is another keeper. My wife Sherry, she totally tolerates my beekeeping mm-hmm. world. In fact, she <laughs> got herself a beekeeping suit, Debbie. She pretends that she absolutely loves beekeeping. She tells me what to do in the beekeeping world. Yeah. She loves me that much. That's good.
3: Somebody <laughs> has to be in charge, right, Peter?
2: Yes, ma'am. And you know, <laughs> in the beekeeping world, it's the queen who's in charge. There is no the king. Bee. Yeah, there is no king bee, is there?
3: No, there is no king bee.
2: No, I'm working on it, Debbie. Everybody's got a new thing they're working <laughs> on in the back room. That's what I'm working on. Somehow, some way there's <laughs> got to be a king bee somewhere. But the way the the bee world works, it's all Queen, workers, and drones. Queen, workers, and drones. And it's so funny, because in the beekeeping world, everybody thinks going in that it's the queen that runs the show. But Somehow, you've got these, well, essentially three branches of government. You've got the queen, you've got the <laughs> workers, and you've got the drones. And you would think all of the power is, uh, let's say, like an executive order with the queen. Not necessarily. Sometimes, the other bees tell the queen or dictate what the queen does.
3: They do. It's the worker bees that determine the cell size for the queen to lay a fertilized egg, which becomes a worker bee, or a larger cell size, and she lays an unfertilized egg, which becomes a drone or a male bee. So it's the worker bees that tell the queen bee what kind of bees they need in their colony.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the other thing that most non beekeepers don't know, Debbie, is that Typically, they think if the queen bee is unhappy with a certain bee or a bee group or a certain bee, she'll run those bees off. Uh, yeah. And the queen's <laughs> going to run everybody off. When she runs them out, she tells them to get out. But it's not quite like that, is it?
3: No, it's not. Because if there is something wrong with the queen bee, it's the worker bees that will do away with her and create a new queen. <laughs>
2: so
3: it's yeah. those worker bees that really have the control.
2: Or as we like to talk about it in the real estate world, it's called queen eviction. <laughs> right? I yeah. mean, sure no, is, yeah. nobody is above the law, the bee law, because all of the bees, they just have their limited controls, but yet collectively, they can accomplish so much. Uh, I've seen bees like I had one hive a few years back. One hive, forty pounds of honey came out of it. Unbelievable! My first year, the next year I saw the same bees take off and say goodbye. Off they went. They flew out like a big tornado. I—it's just amazing, Debbie, that you know the bees—they right. have, have so much control. It seems like, uh, and they're manageable. It seems like, and then suddenly one day they decide to do their own thing. You cannot put a leash. On a honeybee?
3: You cannot, and it's really hard to second guess what they're thinking or what they're doing. Um, yeah, swarming is a, a natural way for them to propagate, but um, it's out of your control. If they want to swarm, they're going to swarm.
2: You know, what we're talking about is the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It's coming up Feb 25 and 26, 2022. Debbie, it's just around the corner couple more seasons and we're going to be there now is a good time if you're not a beekeeper to start getting your yard ready do some research find out what kind of plants you might want to put into your your yard or the area where your beehives are going to uh to be residing also attending the mason valley beekeepers is a great thing to do this year that way you can see what's going on you can get an idea what you'll be doing next year and debbie those meetings every month first tuesday of the month right
3: that is correct first Tuesday of the month here in Arrington at 7 p.m. And, you know, we have a lot of beekeepers that start by attending meetings and kind of listening and learning, and then they start their their bee journey the following spring. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, there's lots to learn, and we have field days, and we help people extract. And so, um, yeah, Mason Valley Beekeepers are very busy.
2: You can get a lot of the information about the Bee Conference, of course, at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. And then, of course, the Mason Valley Beekeepers uh, group is a great place to get started. We're there almost every month. And great group, great people. It's a good social exchange. And you learn a lot about things that we love, beekeeping. Typically at the Catholic Center, Debbie, where you have your meetings so far right now in Urington? Yes, it is. It is. And it's a very nice facility, very convenient location. The drive to Yarrington from all around Yarrington is relatively close, what with the interstate system that we have, USA Parkway. We get there from Reno in just about an hour. It's a lovely drive both ways. And I'm intent- encouraging all of our listeners to get involved with beekeeping one way or the other. Start by visiting the Mason Valley Beekeepers.org website, followed up by the Nevada State Beekeepers.org website, and then come to one of our meetings. You'll get a chance to meet Debbie Gilmore, the president, the queen of the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Debbie, I'm really glad you were able to get on the phone today and talk to us about what's going to be happening at the conference.
3: Thanks, Peter. It's been a joy. You know, like all beekeepers, we love to talk about bees, right?
2: Yeah, we do, and we love to talk about honey. I would bet you're going to do another honey tasting contest like you did last year.
3: We are, yep, at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. We have a honey tasting every year. We're going to have a photo contest this year, too. So a lot of exciting things.
2: And uh, I haven't uh, finalized this as far as a little presentation I'd like to do there, Debbie. But I want our listeners to know that there may be something called the waggle dance happening (laughs) at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. You're going to dig it. (laughs) That sounds
3: like fun, Peter.
2: All right, Debbie. Well, we'll look forward to getting more updates from you uh, for the beekeepers in our life and for the people that want to become beekeepers when we talk to you next time here on our radio show. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Peter. It was a pleasure. Nataqua. 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 Nataqua.
0: Remember the heat from last summer? Remember how the sun can damage your flooring, furniture, and window coverings? Energy efficiency meets style and comfort when you get SunTech Solar Screening for your windows or sliding doors. You get more comfort and you save money with SunTech. Call for a free estimate 352 9396. Get SunTech Solar Screening 352 9396. Or go online suntechsolarscreens.com. Call SunTech Solar Screening. One, two, three, four, five. Save the date for the Four Kids Foundation's fifth annual golf tournament, Friday, May 21st at Red Hawk Golf and Resort. Four Kids Foundation helps disadvantaged local kids in so many ways. New coats for those that can't afford to buy their own. Eyeglasses to help students learn better. Weighted blankets for kids with autism. Dance lessons to help build confidence. Or equine assisted therapy to help kids recover from physical or emotional abuse. Help support the kids by supporting 4Kids Foundation's 5th Annual Golf Tournament. You can sponsor, participate, and support in this outstanding event. The 4Kids Foundation's 5th Annual Golf Tournament, Friday, May 21st at Red Hawk Golf and Resort. Get all the details and register at 4kidsfoundation.org or call us 775-741-5231. Save the date for the 4Kids Foundation's 5th Annual Golf Tournament, Friday, May 21st, at Red Hawk Golf and Resort in Sparks.
2: We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm so glad that I took precautions. It was back in 2015 when I made the big choice. I'm going to put solar screens on my home. I called the good folks at SunTech Solar Screening, and within a few days, those screens were up. You would not believe the smile on my wife's face when she walked into what used to be the hottest room in our house. A lot of windows. That's where the view is. But still, could hardly even be in there because of the heat. Those windows, they're like ovens. When the heat and the sun hit them, they warm up and they radiate the heat. The glass does. But with Suntec solar screening, most of the UV bounces right off most of the heat coming in from the that used to come in from the sun bounces right off and i can still look out the window see my lovely flowers and rose bushes it's cool too when you're outside and you look at the home you can't see in the windows because of the incredible technology of the Pfeiffer screening products that SunTech solar screening uses when they put these custom screens on your home it's amazing how effective they are with no batteries, no electricity, no internet. They just put them on, and you will be amazed how cool your home will be and how much money you'll save on your air conditioning costs because your home is cooler with SunTech Solar Screening. All kinds of colors, all kinds of options, great people. Check them out at suntechsolarscreens.com. Tell them Peter sent you. We're talking on Nevada Real Estate Radio today about the reason we're all here. We love living in northern Nevada, and we love owning our real estate in northern Nevada because that gives us a sense of freedom and security. The ability to do the things that we love to do on our real estate, even if it's just sitting around, drinking coffee, inviting some friends over, having a garden, planting some fruit trees, becoming a beekeeper, yes, that's me. I became a beekeeper. It was back about that same time, two thousand and sixteen, and I'm encouraging all of you to visit Mason Valley Beekeepers dot org. You see, Mason Valley Beekeepers dot org is one of the top beekeeping companies, beekeeping organizations in Northern Nevada. It's a nonprofit organization, helps beekeepers progress in their beekeeping knowledge, practices, services to the community, and It's great for our environment. I absolutely love being a beekeeper. And being a homeowner is one of the big benefits of, you know, the ability to do these kinds of things. You you might want to take up other work. uh, Woodcrafting, maybe a little welding projects, artwork. So much that you can do on your home. And, again, we're all being asked to stay home more and devote our time to our families, friends. And this is a great way to do it. Purchase your home. So, Uh, The challenges of buying a home, besides the car payment, many, many, a lot of people, they just can't. They just can't with their own income at current. They can't make it. They've got all their bills paid. They have no bills. There's still not quite enough income there. And some people are just unable to come up with that capacity, that ability to purchase a home. So many people look at the FHA mortgage because the FHA mortgage is one of the only mortgages that I know of that allows for a non-occupant co-borrower, a borrower on the mortgage loan that is not living in the home. You see, most mortgages for primary residence require that the borrower actually live there because the mortgage interest rates are the lowest when you're going to buy a home for primary residence once you're going to buy a home for investment properties, you know, a home you're going to rent out to people to make a little cash flow and start your own real estate investing business, the mortgage rates to borrow are higher. And you need to put more money down on those types of mortgages. Typically, when you're buying an investment property, you're going to have to put 20% down. If you're really, really lucky and you've got a lot of assets and you've got other real estate, you've got a lot of other opportunities, great credit score, you might be able to get in with 15 or even 10% down. But still, investment mortgage interest rates are always going to be higher. So it's always going to be more challenging to get a mortgage for that type of a property. But if you're buying primary residence, you get the best mortgage rates. And if you're looking at an FHA mortgage, you can include a non-occupying co-borrower. Well, what would a non-occupying co-borrower look like, you might ask Well, if you're a young person, first thing I'm going to ask is, do you have a parent that might be able to co-sign for you, Uh, an uncle, a relative uh, that maybe would assist you in helping you qualify for this mortgage? It doesn't mean always that the person who's going to be co-borrowing has to sign that they're going to actually pay the mortgage. What they're actually saying is that they are responsible for the mortgage, that it does get paid. But... In most cases, what's happening is we're asking the co-borrower to help us with the qualification because many times the borrower does have the ability to pay that mortgage, but it just isn't standard in the mortgage uh, term, in the mortgage term of the, of the uh, arrangement that the bank is going to accept certain kinds of income. For instance, you might have some cash income that you have from babysitting or from some yard work that you do for somebody, but and you get it every month, but it's not reported. You get the cash. You've got it in the bank. Unfortunately, the mortgage lender is probably not going to be able to use that income because it's not documented. You may have some cash, however you came across it, but maybe you came up with a whole substantial amount of cash over the course of the last week or two, and now you're ready to buy a home. That cash cannot, in most cases, qualify for down payment because it's not seasoned. It's not sourced. The bank is going to ask where the money came from that you're going to use to put down on your mortgage on your purchase of a home. And if it is not seasoned properly, if it's not sourced properly, you really you just can't use it. You have to let the mortgage lender know where all of the money came from. And if it's not, if it's not the mortgage is not going to go forward. So there's an instance where if you can't use that money, you might want to have a co come in and help you out co-signer maybe has the money and they're our source and they are seasoned and they've got all the capacity they'd be co-signing for you so you could close your deal but you've still got your money that you can use to pay whatever you need to pay there's just so many ways to work the system if it's workable we can help you and people in the industry know that these are some of the many challenges of buying a home Now, the next thing that's going on is the appraisal process. The appraisals across the country are starting to be impacted by much of the social impact of what's happening in America. There are many claims we're hearing about discrimination in appraisals across the U.S. Rightly or wrongly, the the, uh, appraisal process is being scrutinized to a high, high degree. What that is going to mean, ladies and gentlemen, is that it's going to take longer to get an appraisal and that appraisals are more likely to be challenged and that appraisals are going to have more details in question and that appraisals are going to cost more money to complete than they do currently. It's just part of the fact. You see, any time that regulation comes to play in the home buying process, there's an added cost not only in money, but in time. Just recently, I saw a report from the National Association of Mark and Brian that the cost of a home, the average cost of a median home price, home in the United States, has almost, They gave me the number of $94,000. It was almost $100,000, but $94,000... Of the cost of a home, of an average median home price home in America, 94000 of it is due to government regulation. That's the reason that that first $94,000 of the home price is there. It's so that it can pay for the implementation and the management of all the government regulations in the mortgage and real estate industry in America. $94,000. Then you have the cost... Of lumber coming into the U.S. or being produced in the U.S. It's no secret many of you know the price of lumber has gone up at least threefold in the last several months. That's having a huge impact on the cost of building a home. Mark and Brian in fact said that about $50,000 of a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage home In the United States, the median home price of about $50,000 of the current median home price is due to the increase, just the increase in the cost of lumber over the course of the last 120 days. So when you add lumber, cost of lumber, and you add the cost of government regulation, well, you have to have about $140,000 going in just to cover the start of purchasing a home. Then there's demand, availability, uh, location, location, location. You can see why the prices are so close to half a million dollars here in northern Nevada for a median home price. A typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage. Right now, $494,500 as reported in the latest stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. So you're thinking there's got to be other ways, and there are other ways. Many people... Besides getting a co-borrower, they might get a partner. A couple of siblings might decide to buy a home together, pay that home off together. Maybe one or both of them live in that home together. And then at some point, as appreciation happens, stability happens, another home is purchased between those two siblings. And eventually, they will each have their own home. They'll help each other get that home happened many many times in my mortgage world happens many many times still today if you need more help you have more questions about buying a home in northern nevada we know where the experts are they're right here on nevada real estate radio the upcoming four kids foundation golf tournament it's coming up friday may 21st at red hawk golf course i'll be there playing golf Thanks for tuning in to our show. Call us if we can help you in any way, 775-786-5515. I
1: wish you great
2: success in home buying and home selling.
1: Bye, everybody. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.